Welcome to the Talking with Tata podcast. I'm your host, Andy Schneider, also known as Tata. I'm excited for you all to listen to the founder of Gloss Lab, today's episode with Rachel Glass. And Gloss Lab is a membership nail salon with waterless hygiene, which you will learn more about in today's episode. Today, Rachel has opened up 20 Gloss Labs, and she has announced with us that she will be franchising the company as well, which is extremely exciting. When Rachel was looking for investors for her business, she really gave us the tip that at the time, people were really investing in her. It wasn't about the product. It wasn't about the process of opening up nail salons. I don't actually know if she knew the final goal, but when she was getting investors, they were looking at her, and they were investing in her as a person. She also discusses just the process of being a mother of two and raising children, as well as starting this business. How she really recommended taking baby steps and pushing forward. Every step you take is an important step. Even if it's a, let's say, quote unquote, mess up, every step you take is getting you closer to your final end result. She includes her two daughters in the entire process. She takes them for manicures and they really get to watch her day to day run this business. And we always talk about with speech therapy, how you are your child's role model. You are their model for speech, for language. Rachel explains to us really how she is really becoming, I guess, a model for them for business. And they get to watch her day to day. In her former job in finance, she really, her kids were not involved in that. And now she gets to watch or show them how passionate she is in this career. I have found something that I'm passionate about and that I love doing. And to me, that helps me as a parent because Mm -hmm. I'm happier. I'm happier overall. I'm happier with my husband and with my kids because I am doing something that I love. As a reminder, each week we have Tata's tip of the week where I share some information as a speech therapist about tips and tricks for speech and language. And today's tip is to be silly. And I know that that comes naturally to some people. Some people it might not. Sometimes people are sticking their tongue out at their baby or maybe uh, rolling their eyes and making their baby laugh or their two-year-old laugh and tickling their belly. But being silly actually gets your child's attention. And we really want to encourage that social interaction and just building attention skills. Be silly. It doesn't just have to be during playtime. You can be silly during a daily routine. For example, when you are washing your child's hands, take the hand towel and put it over your head and play peekaboo. Or you can even pretend to be a ghost like that and really getting them used to just the social interaction of trying to laugh or making other people laugh. It's extremely important and can really start with gestures, for example. When you're putting your baby's socks on, put their socks on their hands or their nose instead of their feet. And really just wait for their reaction. You can add in that wait time we've talked about. Another example is when you're brushing your child's hair. Brush their arms, their legs, their bellies, rather than just their head. And it's really just encouraging this attention skills and this social interaction. So today's tip is to be as silly as possible. I am very excited to welcome Rachel Glass, the founder of Gloss Lab, which is a membership nail salon with waterless hygiene, which we will get into. And I am personally lucky enough to live about two blocks away from your Sunset Harbor, Miami Beach location. I love it. As you can tell, I cannot do anything without a perfect manicure Um, and working with kids that is not easy and you guys really helped me out. So welcome to the podcast, Rachel. 
Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, and we're happy to have you. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into really why you started Gloss Lab. My background is I worked in finance for about 10 years out of business school, and I have always been very entrepreneurial in nature. I always really wanted to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And while I was working in finance, a manicure was part of my week. It was an errand. Mm -hmm. And I would sit in these mostly male hedge fund offices where the shoe shine guy would come around in the morning and I would think this would be so great if this was a manicure. I have a meeting. So um, I've really always thought of it as a part of my week, but not necessarily um, a super enjoyable part, just mm-hmm. a part that I want to get the end product. So I ultimately left the world of finance. This was after having my second daughter and made the jump to start Gloss Lab. And we are hygiene focused, efficiency-based membership, nail nail studios. We now have 20 locations. Wow. So I want to hear a little bit about just the hygiene aspect of it. I was somewhat of a germaphobe myself prior to COVID. I actually think COVID made that easier because it was somewhat, I couldn't control it. Why waterless hygiene? Can you explain a little bit to our listeners just why? What's you know the concept behind that? Yes. So I, I'm a lifelong germaphobe. Well before COVID, I feel like COVID sort of confirmed my fears of everything, yeah. um, but that's really been part of me. And when starting Gloss Lab, I did a ton of research. I have a dermatologist who's one of our advisors. I went to nail technician training school. I really wanted to wow. get under the hood of the industry and understand what what is taught, what is not taught. And what is not taught is anything about hygiene. So in starting Gloss Lab, that was really in the ethos since day one, well before COVID. Mm-hmm. And we have autoclave sterilizer machines for our stainless steel tools. It's the same machines that you find at your doctor or your dentist office. So the tools are super, super clean. Everything when possible is one-time use only. And then water is a breeding ground for germs and bacteria Mm -hmm. and not really necessary for the service. And not only actually not necessary, it makes it worse. So the polish doesn't adhere to your nail as well with water. So we've completely eliminated it. I think historically, it's just sort of been part of this service without much thought behind it, particularly around hygiene. Yeah. You don't question it. I mean, when I lived in New York, every two blocks was essentially a nail salon. You walk in, some of them are cleaner than others, but you don't really question the method. You know, you put your feet into a hot water. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, someone like me who probably should have been more concerned. Again, I actually didn't love to go to nail salons. I was lazy. I did it because like you said, the end result, but I it wasn't enjoyable for me. And I think now I can actually say that when I go to your salon, it is more enjoyable. It's also very fast. I find that you guys, you know, it's quality and I can get in and out and go to my next client like pretty fast, which I also love about your um, salon. So Water-free brand, and you obviously studied it and really got to know it. And then where did you open up your first salon? I opened two at the same time. So our first two locations, both in New York City, in Flatiron area and the West Village. And then we now have locations in the New York City area, D.C. area, Miami, and Dallas. Wow. Okay. Congratulations. That's incredible. Thank you. And why the membership plan? What what was the idea behind that? I felt like manicures lent themselves to a membership model. It was something that as a, as a manicure girl, I was getting manicures every single week and pedicures at least twice a month. And to me, 
it just lent itself to membership. If you have a chip nail, you can come in and get it fixed. If you have a manicure, not all of our customers are memberships. It's about 50-50. So about 50% members, 50% non-members who just don't get their nails done with the same frequency as our members. But for our members, it's really part of their regular routine of getting their nails done. Mm -hmm. And it also makes it more more efficient. So you're paying for your membership one time per month, um, and then you can come in as much or as little as you like, but it just makes the experience so much more seamless. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It kind of takes the guilt out of, oh, my, nip ch- my nail chipped and I have to come in back and fix it. You know, you don't feel as guilty because, you know, it's somewhere that you're expected to go back to and you go every few weeks and you have this membership program. Um, so I kind of love the idea that people don't have to worry if something's chipped or if they want to fix something, they can just run back in. It makes it exactly. more easy for them. Absolutely. So yes, exactly. What do you think, you know, what is your clientele? Are they working moms? Is it always women? Um, what's really the population that you guys work the most with? It's primarily women, but not all women. It's it's definitely both. Mm-hmm. And I would say I have two young daughters. So it's really everyone from, you know, my daughter's age, they're eight and 10, um, and really up from there. Mm-hmm. I would say that we, our, our service is focused on efficiency. So it's a full service. It's a great manicure and pedicure, but it's really with the goal of getting you in and out and back to your day. So I would say that's, you know, that's a certain type of customer. You know, our customers, most are busy for different reasons. Um, But I would say that's our profile, but it's very, very, it's a very wide range. Mm -hmm. So really just anyone who really cares about efficiency, it seems. Yes. Great. And then, so you mentioned that you have two daughters, um, eight and 10, correct? What is it like really running a business? I mean, eight and 10 is not easy. People think that eight and 10, oh, great, they're in school, they're in their after school programs, but that's not easy, especially in New York City. So, did you find it difficult really just having this business and having a family that you have to take care of as well? It's different than when I worked in finance. When I worked in finance, it was a very set schedule. It was not my schedule. I was traveling a lot, not on my own terms. Yeah. And while I work more than I've ever worked right now, it's A, my own. Mm-hmm. So I'm very passionate about it and very happy as a person because I love it. Yeah. And I think that resonates with my kids. So that's that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can create my own schedule to, to an extent, yeah. um, which also helps. So while I'm very busy, I really can when I need to make that work around my kids and for my kids and be home for dinner and be home after, you know, for things after school when I need to be. Absolutely. And I think that's important. I always tell people it's not really a job if it's your job or if you're enjoying it and you're passionate about it. Obviously, there's days that aren't great and there's days that you might want to give up at times. But, um, you know, especially for me having this practice, I'm happier. I it's my schedule. So yes, I might be working till 10 o'clock one night, but that's my choice. It's not someone else's schedule that I'm, you know, adhering to. And I, you know, I think that's pretty important. So for our moms and just this Tata community, you know, what is it like really being the only one running this company and having to get investors in really a male-dominated world out there? Was it difficult for you really starting this business? At the beginning, it was difficult. It is difficult. Mm-hmm. Every day is difficult in a different way. In the beginning, I did have a fundraising background from working in hedge funds for about 10 years. That's what I did. Uh-huh. That's said it was much harder to raise money for this because it was mine. Yeah. 
than raising money for hedge funds. So it 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 was hard, and it's hard to, I think, be in this beauty space that's very understood by women, but not necessarily by everyone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do you find that most of your investors are women or people who really understand the nail salon membership concept? Or is it really um, just anybody who really liked your idea? Yeah, I think, look, I think in the beginning of any startup, you're really investing in the founder. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I feel like in the beginning. I was very fortunate to get amazing investors, but mm-hmm. from all life from athletes to the music industry to finance background. So that's really been amazing and really amazing to have so many different partners in the business. I I think in the beginning, you're really investing more in the founder and the brand and the idea. Absolutely. And I honestly just wrote down that quote, investing in a founder, because I think that's important. You know, it's not, we've talked about just the product and the process and other podcasts of just you know, really like how to start a business. But what you said was the first time I've heard that, like they, people are investing in you. They trusted you, your background, your finance background, um, maybe your family and just like how you raise your children. It's really more like they're looking at you as the package that they're investing in rather than just what you were trying to sell them. So do you have any advice for just our moms looking to really start a business um, or maybe growing a family? It could be, you know, any tips for raising children? I know that you have two adorable daughters and I've heard amazing things about them. So really just any tips for just our talk community. I definitely would not want to be the one giving parenting advice because I'm figuring it out like anybody else every day. So I, I definitely cannot give that. advice. Yeah. We <laughs> so love the honesty. I, love, I appreciate that. Yes. I love being a mom. I love being a parent, but I'm definitely not one to, to give advice on it. I love my kids. I, you know, I, I would say I have found something that I'm passionate about and that I love doing. And to me, that helps me as a parent because mm-hmm. I'm happier. I'm happier overall. I'm happier with my husband and with my kids because I am doing something that I love. Mm-hmm. So I would say that not necessarily as advice, but just something that has, you know, been really, I feel very fortunate to have found that. And I, in the beginning, it's not always this clear path. Like I didn't go, if you asked me five years ago where I would be today, I wouldn't have a clear answer. So I think in the beginning, as far as starting something out, it's really just doing these small things in the beginning, taking these baby steps um, that may seem small at the time, but are pushing forward um, with actions. People have ideas every day, but it's really those actions and actually doing things and, Mm -hmm. you know, talking to someone that's in a space that you want to be in or talking to someone that had started a business or just things that may seem small at the time, but all of that is pushing forward. Absolutely. And again, I just wrote down what you just said, because I think that's really important, you know, talking about just being happy and then you're happy with your husband, you're happy with your kids and then the baby steps and really pushing forward. It's not always going to be perfect from the beginning. And Look, our businesses are very different, but what I do with just speech therapy, I didn't really – I started with one class and I didn't really see the outcome that I have now and I didn't plan for it. So I always think baby steps, but every step you take really does matter. Um, Good or bad, I think, you know, like you said, pushing forward and I think that's great advice. Even if you didn't mean for it to be advice, I will be taking it (laughs) as advice. Tell us a little bit about just the transition of your two girls, you know, whether it's from newborns to toddlers to tweens, how has really motherhood changed for you along the way? So my, my girls are almost exactly two years apart. So I do feel like that, that comes with challenges and benefits. Of course they were 
in, in diapers at the same time, but they also, you know, want to kill each other half the time. So, so good, so good and bad. Yep. I, when they were really young, I was working a very, very intense full-time finance job. So for me, that was hard. I was getting home for the worst hour of all of our days. And, and that was hard. And that's really when I knew something needed to change. And I, I started Gloss Lab. So I, you know, as they get older, I think it's, it's really, it's just gotten a lot more fun as fun as it is when they're babies. It's, um, my 10 year old wants to go shopping with me. She wants to go out to dinner. Like they, they, they become almost more of like your friends that you can hang out with, um, which that that's been really, that's been really fun. Um, but, but also comes with, you know, a, a, a lot more. They say bigger kids, bigger problems. So I, I see that happening already, but yeah. I, I do enjoy it. And I love, I love being with them. What's really like the go-to mom on the go nail color and style, you know, going from school pickup to, or maybe in New York, it's a little bit different, but picking up your kids, taking them to classes and even just going to a business meeting. Do you really have like a go-to or what you're seeing the trend is in terms of color for moms? I do. And I'm not even, I have it on. So I'm, I'm always in the this color. Yeah. And I, this color, when we first launched our polish, we launched with our, we call it our OG polishes because they're really designed to be these all the time, every day, light pink, whites, reds, grays, but really sort of like, I call them your basics. It's mm-hmm. like your t-shirts. My favorite of all of those year round is called OG every day. It's a lightish, light pink, light white combination that has almost full coverage. Mm -hmm. And it's just the easiest, best color. I have it on most of the time. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And I mean, other than today, I did choose red this week. But um, I also love how some of your polishes are long lasting. So for someone like me, I work in sensory bins with kids. You know, your polish stays on. I don't have to get a hard gel. Your polish really does stick. Yes. Um, I, I love the dark. I love our dark colors too. And I, yeah. I definitely wear those. Yeah. Um, but I would say I, my default is always, and even in between those colors, I'm always back to this color because it just feels so clean, polished, Fresh. simple. Yep. Fresh and simple. Absolutely. I agree. Do your girls really, you know, do you bring them into the process? Do you love to bring them with you to get your nails done? Do they like to get your nails done? You know, do they think that you just have this awesome job where you're working in a nail salon and owning these nail salons or um, do they really not care much about it? They, they do love to get their nails done. I think at times I, I overdo it, but they, they do love getting their nails done. And I love that they, they see they can really see what I do compared to finance. When I went to an office, yep. they now really can can see what I do, mm-hmm. and they can see me working really hard for something that I'm passionate about. Absolutely, and you're you know you're the role model. We talk about with children just being the model for speech and language, but you're really the role model and showing them that you don't have to sit in an office from seven to eight, or you know you can still be a great mom and working with your family, a great wife, but showing them that you could be passionate about a job and really enjoy the process. So I think that's really important as well. Where do you just see the path and the future of Gloss Lab? What is your, if there is a new direction you want to take it or just where do you see it um, 10 years down the line? So we we just launched into franchising and wow. we are, I'm really, really excited about this opportunity just as a, as a way to grow and to bring Gloss Lab very quickly throughout the country. So I'm really excited about that channel for growing Gloss Lab. Mm-hmm. And we also launched products last year, nail polish, hand cream 
foot cream, mani pedi kit, and many other things. Yep. And you see a lot of growth there. Um, so I think that those two, just growing more of our locations and product. A lot, a lot coming. That is awesome. Congratulations. I'm excited for you guys. I mean, like I said, I do it, you know, every, I mean, I get a manicure every week with you guys, but my pedicure is every two weeks, you know, I think it's the um, most important thing. And I think that was awesome. And I really appreciate you coming on here. Where can our um, listeners find you guys? Thank you. We, they can find us. Uh, we have many locations, but glosslab.com or at glosslab on Instagram. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Rachel. I'm excited for our listeners to listen to your podcast episode, and I'm excited to see your business expand as well. Thank you. Thanks for being a supporter, a customer, and thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to visit Talking With Tata on Instagram and on Facebook.